The following opinions and ideas are that of the host and or contributors of the Eat This podcast and are for the purposes of general information and entertainment only and do not necessarily reflect the thoughts or ideas of the distributor. from her closet high above the streets of Toronto, this is Eat This with Leanne. Here's your host, Leanne Philipson. You asked for it. Yes, you did. You want to know more about symptoms of deficiencies. Well, possibly not you, the person whose ears I'm speaking into right now, but the others who've listened and spoke up. And they've heard the past couple of episodes and they've listened to them multiple times. I know people who sat and they've taken notes and then they share the episodes with others because they know other people that are suffering with all these symptoms and situations that I've talked about. Isn't it great to have answers to the whys and what's this all about that you've been wondering all this time? Now, I'm not saying that everything that's going on in your body comes down to really specific deficiencies, but if you're missing a vitamin or a mineral, maybe you're low in good bacteria in your gut that affects the whole of your body, maybe you're low in essential fats, you know, then something is likely to show up and your job or our job throughout this podcast is to get to the bottom of it. For the past two episodes, I've talked about the unsightly and embarrassing warts on the bottom of your feet. I broke down why those cracked heels that get sock fluff stuck in them, why are they there? I covered canker sores, also known as mouth ulcers, and those painful cracks in the corners of your mouth every time you try and eat and speak, and all the deficiencies that they correlate to. Now, all of that, that was in episode 37, which I called part one of this three-part series, even though at the time I didn't know that this was going to become a three-part series. And <laughs> maybe, maybe you didn't know it was going to be a, a three-parter. I knew. I knew right away that it was, I was preparing myself. I don't think I called the first one even part one. I just called this. I just jumped right in and said, okay, this is part two, even though we didn't know this was going to happen. You are so full of information, man. It's ridiculous. Like, forget about, (laughs) you're you're not bloating from food. You're bloating from knowledge. That's what it is. I know. If if you need relief by going into a three-parter, then you need it. But it's not just you who needs it. Everyone out there needs it. So in episode 38, I talked about the painful burning from that heartburn and acid reflux. That gas and bloating, and most importantly, my concern, if you don't have it, of what's going on and to know that clearing out that room with your gassiness is actually something that needs your attention. And, uh, you know, not not always for your family and friends to be running for fresh air just because you happen to be in the room. (laughs) Now, I'm not looking at anyone in particular. However, there's no one else on my Zoom screen except for Chris. (laughs) He opens the door from his his back. (laughs) 
<laughs> Boy. Okay. And what and what about those? I'm just gonna keep on going. And what about those mouth farts? Because he's gonna oh, give gosh. he's gonna give me a heck in a minute. All right, what about those mouth farts? AKA uh, belching and burping. And I finished off with the bumps on the back of your arms. I am See how not, I just keep going? I am not gonna give you <laughs> heck because unlike you, I am respectful of my friends. <laughs> oh but you only smoke out your family. <laughs> All right, move give on. This, give this man some probiotics. Nobody nobody <laughs> wants to know about this stuff. Move on. Well, they do because then they can laugh along with us and go, oh, crap, it's not just me. Isn't that the point of this? Well, I'm not, I'm not, I don't know what you're doing. I'm not laughing. I'm not laughing at all. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> oh, my gosh, I'm crying. <laughs> okay, these are all symptoms of deficiencies. No, they're not necessarily life-threatening, but it alters the quality of your life. This is when your body is honestly talking to you, all jokes aside. And it's asking you to listen up, to pay attention and make a change. When deficiencies are addressed, some of the symptoms can really easily be helped and start to ease. No, it's not magic. It's kind of like putting gas, oil and all the right stuff in your car and having it run without being, you know, chugging along or stalling or worse, like conking out. So what's next? In this episode, I heard from my community. People started saying, hey, what about this? What about that? And for some reason, they wanted to know about brittle hair and nails. And while on the topic of hair, why is it falling out of your head? And still, sticking to your head, what about that dandruff and flaky skin that's embarrassingly falling onto your shoulders and everybody gets to see it when you've got a dark top on, when you look in that mirror um, and your gums, the gums around your teeth. If they're a little on the redder side of pink, what's all that about? And when you get to the sink morning and night and you're brush a brush a brush you're brushing your teeth and your gums are bleeding. Yes, that's a really common deficiency right there. I'll add in some others, like why you're bruising so easily and a little bit about those nosebleeds. Because here we're going into kind of the cooler temperatures and a lot of people suffer with that over the winter. So today on Eat This with Leanne, part three of deficiencies (laughs) from your flaky scalp to your hair falling out, your brittle hair and nails, your red and your bleeding gums and the vitamins you need to look at in order to address them. about episode 37 I have a bit of a discerning eye and when I look at people I see things I see those white flakes of dry skin on their dark jacket or on their shirt I see those gums when someone speaks or maybe they smile and they have a lot more of a deeper color that redness that's there and imagine how their toothbrush is looking after they brush their teeth And yes, all I want to do is serve up a lovely vitamin cocktail that's packed with all that their body, well, actually it's their cells, desperately need. Now, just on the side, I have not done that, um, but I might mention a correlation. I'm never sure if it's something that, you know, would just be a total buzzkill if I'm talking to somebody about it. So, you know, I haven't actually gone there, but after saying this, people might come and ask me. So there we go. New conversation starter. All right, let's start. Let's start with a mouth. The place where all your nutritious food goes, it gets broken down, it gets chewed up and then goes into your stomach and hopefully is nourishing your body. It's also the place where over 500 bacteria species some good, lots of bad. Well, that's where it lives too. 
The soft tissue tells you a lot about your oral health and even impacts your cardiovascular health and your risk for diabetes. Did you know that there was a link there? Well, now you do. While red gums that can lead to gum disease, gingivitis, and periodontal disease can have a lot to do with brushing or flossing. Well, actually, it's usually a lack of one or both. So this plaque starts to build up around the gum line without proper care. And if you're not eating a really good diet and you've got a lot of sugary and processed foods going on there, maybe you're smoking and maybe consuming too much alcohol, it all has this global impact on your body and it can just show up in your mouth. The worse your gum health is, the more likely your teeth are to fall out. And right there, folks, is a serious issue to healthy eating, not having enough teeth. <laughs> right? Well, that's why That's why I have a blender. I can puree everything. Who needs teeth? Uh, well, yeah, that's one way of doing it. You can take take your take your turkey dinner and throw it all on the blender. We did actually, I can remember doing that as a child for my grandfather. They would throw it all in the blender, whiz it up, and then warm it up for him and put it in his lovely, and this was in England, so these beautiful dishes, because he had no teeth. Right. But he, the, the man could whistle. I remember this. This is like such childhood <laughs> memories. He could still whistle even though he had no teeth. And then... He would pick up the salt shaker, and I think this is a British thing. The salt shaker that they have there just has one hole in the top, one large hole. And he would he would pick up the salt shaker, he would turn it upside down, and it's a pure flow out of the salt shaker. And he would whistle while he went around his beautiful bowl of pureed whatever it was, (laughs) and he would whatever it was, roast dinner, all pureed, and he would go around it about three or four times with a salt shaker while while whistling and with no teeth. Anyway, there you go. (laughs) It was just a memory that I had as soon as you said that. Crazy town. And the man lived until he was 99. See? Yeah. Right. Who needs teeth? Move on. Let's get past the teeth thing. If they want them to fall out, let them fall out. Pull out the blender. (laughs) Who needs vitamin C? It makes perfect sense. Okay, so vitamin C, speaking of that, is the number one vitamin for gum health. Clearly, my grandfather didn't have enough of that. Swiftly followed by vitamin E and vitamin A. And those three together, that trio, they're known as antioxidants. Vitamin C, well, we we need it to keep all of the connective tissue in your mouth strong and healthy. Well, really, it's like every single cell in your body because it's needed for wound healing. It's needed for your immunity. And just to keep all of that cells structure in a circular, like all of our cells need to be little circles and they need to be able to repair themselves no matter what happens, whether you can see it or not. Without enough vitamin C, your teeth, they can become loose and weak and then, well, yeah, they can fall out. There have been links with vitamin E and the prevention of gum disease, but that's mostly to do with vitamin E's anti-inflammatory properties. Vitamin E can help to reduce inflammation in your mouth, as well as uh, to help prevent any kind of swelling and oxidation. Now, oxidation looks a little bit more like burnt cells, if you just kind of want a visual of what that looks like. And vitamin C and E and all the brightly colored foods help oxidation. I'll talk a bit more about that later on in this episode. Swelling in your mouth somewhere or another, maybe it's in between a tooth or somewhere else, can also mean that there's inflammation in other areas of your body. And some say that inflammation is the root of 
all disease from heart disease to, I don't know, you can name anything and it probably has something to do with inflammation. So don't necessarily think that it's only happening in your mouth. Now those 500 bacteria species that I mentioned, well, a probiotic can impact the health of your microbiome. That's the gut flora, the environment of bacteria, good guys versus bad guys in your gut. And there's good bacteria all over our bodies as well as the gut. So a probiotic is super helpful here. And just as an aside, if you want to help out that bad breath or that awful taste that you sometimes have in your mouth, don't hold back with anything that I'm mentioning because it's all needed. So the uh, so the uh, probiotic that's kind of like sending in reinforcements. Is that what you're saying? Because you've yeah. got you've got good stuff in there. There's a lot of reasons why your gut microflora is off, and I keep on promising everybody to do an episode <laughs> on this, and I will. I really, really will. I just have to break it down. And as Chris says, I've got so much to say that it's like I could talk for a week. Right. So the gut flora, this balance. We really want about eighty percent good guys and about twenty percent bad guys. That's ideal. Now, if you eat sugar, if you drink alcohol, if you don't eat enough fiber, if you don't eat enough fruits and vegetables, then you immediately can have a lot less. If you've taken antibiotics, then that completely shifts the whole balance. So there's a lot of reasons why you may not have enough good bacteria. And every single time you have a bowel movement, which happens to every human on the planet, hopefully daily, then you're losing a lot of beneficial bacteria that way too. So you got to keep on putting it back in again. You beautiful genius. (laughs) I like that. That frees me of my worries. Good to know. Okay. Now, are you eating five to 10 servings of fruits and vegetables every day? Nope. (laughs) Oh, you nope. Uh, Was that a rhetorical question? Sorry, I didn't mean. (laughs) (laughs) No, you and everybody else just had exactly the same response. And I have to say, I'll put my hand up to that, too. Sometimes I think, oh, I don't think I've really eaten. How much? What have I eaten today? Right. So it's time to amp up those citrus fruits like lemons and limes. So that lemon water in the morning that I always talk about. There you go. Oranges and grapefruit. And no, that doesn't just mean have a glass of juice. You got to eat the whole thing. Those colorful peppers, kale, got to have all the berries, throw those into a blender. And that's a really good one. Seasonal squash and sweet potatoes. That's the kind of consumption that I want to see. I want to see all of that on on your plate because that's what's going to have an impact on you to get you to a healthier place and faster. For vitamin E specifically, wheat germs, some oils, some nuts, seeds, and fish, and avocados, well, that's your go-to for those. Supplements to help to get your gums healthy, uh, without a doubt, is my Take This by Leanne Alka-C, Adult Boost, that has your vitamin A in it, and also some vitamin E, the Bio Boost, and even the Kid Boost for all those colorful superfoods that we're not eating enough of, and to help the oxidative stress that even happens after exercise, and also buffers your last night's glass of wine, you know, or three. Never judge. Now, side note here, another symptom of, or a few other symptoms of vitamin C deficiency include easy bruising. So if you kind of just walk past that table, and all of a sudden you get a bruise, but you don't or you're covered in bruises and you don't remember where they came from. Slow wound healing of your cuts and even those bruises. Dry, scaly skin. And if you get frequent nosebleeds, got any of those going on? Then go ahead and increase your vitamin C intake dramatically from all those foods I just talked about. And if you can't remember what I just said, go to leannephillipson.com for all the show notes and increase your intake of a supplement to around 2000 milligrams a day. 
Thanks for listening to the Eat This with Leanne podcast. Now more with Leanne Philipson. Now, from your mouth, let's stay in your head and move on to your eyes. Have you ever noticed that you're having to turn on the lights at home or use a flashlight on your phone more clearly? I've just realized that I didn't have this in my little list off the top. So here you go. Bonus deficiency topic. I didn't say eyes, did I, in the beginning, Chris? I don't believe you did. No. I, I don't. I so just wait a minute. So you can't add it then. There was no there's no adding to this podcast. <laughs> I've got it all sorted out. So we're just going to whip through it. <laughs> <laughs> when you're in dim lighting, your eyes, they've got to adapt. They've got to like zero in and hone in on what you're trying to see. Maybe you've noticed that you can't see the road signs as well when you're driving at night. Or like I said, it takes a little while longer to focus and zoom in as you're changing from a lighter area to a darker area. That means that it's taking longer than usual and for your eyes to adapt to everything that's going on. Just a quick reminder here, I'm talking about the impact of nutrients. Please do not skip seeing your doctor or your optician with any concerns about your eye health or any other aspect of health. Now I'm talking about this because on my dad's side of our family, even though my grandfather lost all its teeth, He also couldn't see anything. So maybe that's why he poured so much salt on his food. I'm not really sure. (laughs) But he and my dad and all of his siblings, his parents, they all suffer with eye issues, whether it's macular degeneration or cataracts. But, you know, my grandmother was definitely blind. My grandfather was almost there. They lived to 90 and 99. So they did really well. But I just so you know, I'm sharing this information as much as for you, but also for me as a nice reminder and for my family, too. Any kind of night blindness or difficulty in seeing anything in low lighting, well, that comes back to what's called the retina of the eye. And vitamin A is necessary to produce rhodipsin, which is a pigment found in the retina of the eye that helps you see at night. Have you ever noticed any kind of white spots when you're looking in someone's eye? This might just be my discerning eye again, but sometimes you see those things and you think, how can there be a spot on your eye? Because, you know, you're eyelids are going all the time. Do you feel it? Or like, how can something be growing right there? Well, that is also a sign of vitamin A deficiency. Now, while vitamin A deficiency is not that common because we get vitamin A from organ meats, dairy, eggs, egg yolks, especially fish, and they all contain what's called retinol or vitamin A, the fat soluble vitamin A. That's just what it's called. Now, dark leafy greens and all those yellow and orange colored vegetables, they contain a plant version of vitamin A, which is called beta carotene. Carrots. There it is. Carrots. Everyone everyone knows that carrots are good for the eyes. Right. So this is a rumor that's actually true. I didn't know if it was true or not. I thought it was one of those. If you sit too close to the television, you'll, you'll ruin your eyesight parent type things like eat your carrots or you'll go blind right I yes yes like okay mom i'll eat my carrots and i always thought when i get older i'm looking this up so the beta carotene funnily enough in carrots it's really really good for your eyes however well there is a bit of a but because you'd think right you would think even if you're vegetarian or vegan and you're just relying on the plant version so there's beta carotene and you're not eating the fish or the organ meats and all of that you kind of think well maybe your your vitamin a could be a little bit low well what happens in our bodies is we have to convert the beta carotene 
from plants into that fat-soluble vitamin A that's stored in our body along with uh, D, E, and K. Those, all, those four are the fat-soluble vitamins, and they store and they stay in our body. Unfortunately, about half of the population lack the ability to take beta carotene into vitamin A, not only because of diseases like diabetes, but also because of genetics, meaning that the body just can't do it. A side note here that I thought I'd add in, egg yolks. They're a great vegetarian source of fat-soluble vitamin A. So anyone that leaves the yolks behind, don't bother, put them all back in again. And just another Side note, because I try and get everything in here and I don't want to leave any really important bits out. As I've been talking a lot lately, whether it's radio or here or anywhere else about vitamin D, because it's so important for our respiratory system and our immune system. And, you know, we've got a pandemic going on, so we want to keep our immune system as strong as we possibly can. Please know that vitamin D has got to be in balance with vitamin A. This is where I use the analogy of an orchestra of all the nutrients in your body. And if something's off, you've got too much of one and not enough of the other, then, you know, the sound from the orchestra isn't as crisp and perfect, I guess, for lack of a better word, as it could be. Vitamin A, well, that's also needed for your respiratory health and for fighting viruses. So yes, of course, in our current situation of a pandemic, ensuring that you've got enough vitamin D from my Sunshine D3 K2, the spray that I talk about whenever I talk about that. Um, because I've talked about it so many times, please make sure that you also take the adult boost because that has that fat soluble source of vitamin A in it. Good. All right. <laughs> vitamin vitamin A, I thought you were putting up your hand. Did <laughs> she just flash your hand on the screen for nothing then? I thought you were like, hang on a minute. Mrs. Phillipson, I don't really get it. <laughs> could you do could you do that again? <laughs> Say that one again, please. It didn't quite land. <laughs> it made me feel all awkward, like I'm back in grade I'm six. Sorry. Again. In math class, where it's like, <laughs> listen, <laughs> on a personal note, I have a, I have what they call a, um, I have a certain face, right? Uh, and it's uh -huh. almost like a resting, uh, I don't understand face. And so oh, okay. oftentimes when I'm listening, I'm listening intently and I get this sort of quizzical look on my face and you're not the only one. Most people go, do you understand, Chris? Um, okay. uh, uh, yeah, I'm with you. I, if I, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm here, like I get it, but yeah. I, I think I yeah. look like I don't. I'm focusing. I'm focusing. <laughs> okay. All right. Vitamin A is one of those vitamins that show how important it is to have a balance in our body. And yes, while your eyes need it, so does every single cell in your body. So for just a quick list of those supplements for your eyes, you can look at the adult boost because of the vitamin A, the kid boost, that's the superfood powder. You can also find a liquid vitamin A. I'll source one and put that in the notes for you. And if you happen to take cod liver oil, that's an actually a really great source of it. All right, let's just spend a real quick minute on, I promise it's a minute, on brittle hair and brittle nails. Have you noticed that your hair and your nails are maybe brittle? Maybe it's thinning and at the ends they're both <laughs> splitting because when your nails split, don't you catch it on absolutely everything? The B vitamin that's need here is called biotin. It's also called B7, but nobody ever calls it that really. Like when have you ever heard of B7? It's like it goes B1, two, three, there's no four. There's B5. There's B6, there is B7, 
there's B9 and then B12. It's, it's like it's, we're playing bingo or something on a Saturday a, night under the B7, <laughs> under the B7. Bingo! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of thought of it more as like the elevator buttons. Oh, like yeah. what happened? What happened to that floor yeah. and that floor and that floor? It's like, well, who skipped these? It's very possible that they're out there, but I don't know. I think well, here's what happened in the think about it in a laboratory situation. They gave yeah. somebody a B4. Right. And they're like, yeah. OK, that's good. And then they gave the same guy a B5 and something bad happened. They're like, oh, <laughs> scrap that. <laughs> And B six B six wasn't any better. So, <laughs> oh god! <laughs> oh, my abs are getting such a great workout today. This is awesome. All right, so you can remember B seven if you want, but it's just biotin. You're gonna find that on the on the label of the B of the B complex that I'm gonna put in put in the show notes so that you've got it in there. You don't need to scroll through and try and read everything with like a magnifying glass because all everything's so small in the bottles. But other symptoms of biotin deficiency, well, that looks like chronic fatigue, muscle cramps, muscle pains, tingling in your hands and your feet. It's not a really common deficiency, but pregnant women, heavy smokers, or drinkers and people with digestive disorders like Crohn disease, those people are at the greatest risk of being low in biotin. So don't ignore it. And as I kind of said, mentioned before, are you an egg white only kind of person? Please add in the egg yolk back in again, because eating too many egg whites can alter and reduce the biotin absorption. And the yolk is what gives it. So it's like the perfect food because... The protein that's in the white takes away the biotin, but the yolk gives it. So you can have organ meats, you can have those egg yolks, you can eat fish, meat, dairy, nuts and seeds. Spinach is another really good source. Broccoli, cauliflower, your lovely sweet potatoes that you can make into fries. There's a recipe in Sprout Right Family Food. Any kind of yeast, which is going to probably go into your bread. Uh, whole grains and bananas, all of those can help. All right. So I'm still kind of on the hair. So let's talk about your long, lovely flowing locks. Maybe the lack of them, because maybe your hair is falling out <laughs> more than what you think is normal. So it doesn't necessarily mean that you can't grow your hair, but it's just that it's falling out. Well, like up to 50% of adults, they report at a time in their life, some sort of time of hair loss by the time they reach 50 years of age. So, you know, this one I think is worth talking about. The most common time of hair loss, without a doubt, that I've ever heard of anyway, other than, you know, people going bald or there being other situations I'm going to talk about, is women after they've given birth. And they have the most incredible hair all throughout their pregnancy. And then all of a sudden afterwards, it all goes completely the other way. Now, I'm not cornering the market on hair loss here with women who are postpartum, but I personally have never experienced hair loss like that after I had my, both my daughters. I never had that situation in my life. My pillow was covered. The bathroom floor, it was like a carpet of red hair. And don't get me started about the shower drain, having what looked like more hair in it there I, than, on my, than on my head. I used it to, was used, ridiculous. I used to ask my wife if she went into the shower and shaved a cat while she was in there. That's oh. it because it was crazy the, town. I'm like, what the, the, what happened? I was yeah. literally pulling a Sasquatch out of the drain. 
just weird. And she said it had everything to do with what you're talking about. Right. It was right after she had our son. And I was so distressed because my ponytail, well, it totally halved in size. And all my doctor could say to me was, oh, it just happens. It's hormones. So this is like this situation. It's a bit unique. So I'm not exactly going to focus on that here, but also know that stress. Well, that's a huge factor. And at this time in your life, after you've just had a baby and made another human, it's a pretty stressful time for those months afterwards. But really, it happens outside of this time, outside of this time in a woman's life, because it also happens to men too. Hair loss, it can be genetic, it can be kind of hereditary with different baldness patterns. It can be due to hormonal changes in the case of the uh, post-pregnancy, physical or emotional shock, that'll do it. Medical treatments, obviously like chemotherapy, we've all understood and seen that. Skin issues, patches of like dryness or even ringworm on your scalp or somewhere on your body. And then, of course, there's just the overtreating it with color and chemicals and just overstyling. People typically lose about 50 to 100 hairs a day. Now, this usually isn't so noticeable because new hair is growing in at the same time as these 50 to 100 hairs are falling out. So the hair loss occurs when new hair doesn't replace those hairs that are falling out. The minerals, iron and zinc. These two are the ones that are really needed here. Now, iron and zinc, they can be really good friends, but they can also be completely antagonistic to each other. So getting the right amount at the right time is really important with these two. So for instance, there's iron in my adult boost. So that needs to be taken away from the Alka-C, which contains zinc, because my vitamin C product also has minerals in it. Iron is involved in all the DNA synthesis in our bodies, absolutely everywhere, but also including the hair follicles. So we got to have iron for this. Too little iron can cause hair to stop growing or even fall out. The best way to know what your iron status is, is to have a blood test. Iron is very rarely uh, recommended, just go, you know, say, just go get an iron supplement and start taking it. That's extremely uncommon. And I don't ever recommend that you need to have a blood test to know where you're at, unless you honestly can't get to the top of the stairs, um, without being completely puffed out. But that also typically happens when you're pregnant. So there's a reason for it. We need enough zinc for that protein synthesis and the cell division. And both of those things, they're, well, they're needed for everything, plus hair growth. Essential fats, those are also crucial for all the cells, including your hair cells. And all those B vitamins that we just talked about, particularly B3, is needed in the case of alopecia. And that's when your hair falls out in patches. Maybe you have long hair everywhere, but there's just these patches on your scalp that are missing. Biotin that I mentioned, or that B7, well, that's really key here too. And obviously that just came up in the brittle hair and nails as well. This is Eat This with Leanne. So foods that you can eat for these vitamins and these minerals that are needed, it comes from meat and fish for those of us that eat that. Eggs, legumes, the dark leafy greens, the nuts, the seeds, and all the whole grains. Isn't that your normal diet? Yeah. yeah, uh, yeah. Eating, all, e- eating all those every single day? I put it all in the same blender. Meat, there seeds, the whole <laughs> berries, just throw it all in there. Perfect. Perfect. Oh my gosh. Can you imagine how that would taste? A bit of chicken with some blueberries? Yeah. Oh, remember that old, Interesting. Remember that old game you used to play with your siblings? If you have siblings, I, I apologize to those people out there who are only child. Um, yeah. That game where you used to go inside and you would just take out of the cupboard and the fridge and you'd make a cocktail and then you'd make yes. your sibling drink it and try to guess yes. what's in the cocktail. 
Oh my gosh. If my sisters are listening, I'm really, really sorry. I <laughs> really sorry. Oh, interesting. Yeah, so no. maybe maybe you covered some of their deficiencies. <laughs> it's, it's possible. There you go. <laughs> I was helping them out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, if you're putting that stuff on your plate and Sure, put it in your blender if you're Chris or make it up into a cocktail. Then you're going to cover most of your B vitamins and that B3 that you need, uh, especially if you add in some walnuts, some flax and some chia seeds into maybe your morning smoothie bowl, throw it in the blender. Then you're going to get some great essential fats, too. So your supplement protocol here, and again, listed on leannephillipson.com is Adult Boost, Alka-C, the Cell Mins. That's tremendous for minerals. And all kids need that one, by the way. I just have to put that in there because kids are all deficient in minerals. Kid Boost, the Liposome B Complex. I talked about that in previous episodes a lot more. And then also the Omega Boost. All of that stuff for a healthy head of hair. I know it's a lot. So if you're still with me and you're not overflowing with all this new info of what has turned into quite the health lesson, let's finish off with seborrheic dermatitis, commonly known as dandruff when it's on your head. Well, why didn't you say that? Just say dandruff. (laughs) Well, doesn't it sound impressive when I say seborrheic dermatitis? (laughs) I like the sound of that. No, not really. It just makes me glaze over going, huh? Well, I don't like that. That sounds scary. Well, it's that itchy, flaky skin on your scalp, but it also can happen on your face. Sometimes it shows up on your upper chest, maybe in your armpits, and then also in your groin. No, no. Yeah. Interestingly, though, it is most commonly, well, it most commonly happens within the first three months of life during puberty and around mid-adulthood. So we're not necessarily looking at this throughout the whole of our lives, thank goodness. When your skin is dry, you might want to slap a moisturizer on it. Not that you can really do that with your scalp anyway, but I want you to think about essential fats, those good fats that we need. It's like they're kind of a lubricant for the whole of your body. Every single cell needs EFAs because they got to be squishy, right? They got to squish and then they got to bounce back. And they don't not only give moisture to your to all of your cells, you can kind of think of that it that way. That's how I try to explain it with more visual stuff. But it's also anti-inflammatory. Dandruff, though it needs most of the B vitamins. Can you guess which mineral it needs to? Oh, now you put me on the spot. Okay, wait a minute. Wait, 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 let me just think. What would make a cell squishy? Uh, no, no, no. The oh. squishy cells are the essential fats. Oh. Okay. Okay. So along with a lot of the B vitamins, there's a bit of a theme that I keep coming up with, with one of the minerals that's like overlooked for almost everything. It's zinc. I'll put you out of your misery. Uh, Because he does does have that blank look on his face, which I actually think is quite genuine this time. He's not not focusing. He's like, save me here. One. (laughs) I've actually seen dandruff really, really improve just by taking probiotics. So again, we're kind of back to this whole cycle of what happens in your gut really affects everything in your body. So sure, go and have your fermented foods, your kefir, your yogurt. Don't always find that that has such an impact. So sometimes you just need to take the probiotic because it needs to increase and it needs to increase fast. So if you're, if you're about to plan out your meals, I want you to include some whole grains like some brown rice. If you eat it, poultry, meat, fish, have some eggs, 
Put on some dairy in there too, if you can tolerate it. Some organ meats, not really sure how many people are eating liver these days, but make sure that you're getting it from a good source because that's where it's kind of like our garbage can, our filtering system, those organ meats. But if you are vegetarian or you're not even vegetarian, the legumes are amazing. Those green and starchy vegetables too, some nuts and some seeds. Have you noticed that I keep saying similar vitamins and minerals here? It's like I'm on repeat saying B vitamins, zinc, iron, essential fats, and also probiotics. Well, yeah, that's because everything in your body needs it. Sometimes we need a little bit more, and sometimes we just need to stay at a maintenance level. Now, when I recommend supplements, I'm looking at symptoms because while you might be low in zinc, eating enough oysters to correct that deficiency just isn't possible, even for me that loves oysters and can eat them every day. Taking supplements really typically get you to a resolve faster. So it can really positively impact all the other symptoms that show up that are kind of like a side cause to maybe your brittle nails or maybe your hair is falling out, but you haven't really suffered with, you know, the acid reflux, but it's kind of there every now and then. So if you get those B vitamins in there, then it might actually solve both of those problems. Now I know that I've said a lot here. So do listen to this episode again, or head over to leannephillipson.com to see those show notes and see what I've said in words. For some, it just goes better that way and it sinks in a little bit deeper. You can also check out a recent video that I did on Instagram. So it's up on IGTV showing what my morning vitamin routine looks like. I'll get to it to the rest of the day, the, the supplements that I take in coming videos, but I thought I'd start with what I do in the morning and explain a little bit about, you know, my flow to the day. In these three episodes, I've covered so many symptoms, so many situations, and knowing that there are probably about another 10 episodes worth out there. But for now, let's call a wrap on this trio. Unless you come back and let Chris, Chris and I know otherwise. No surprise to the part four next don't, week. Don't, I, pro- don't, I promise. Don't, uh, don't make promises you cannot keep, young lady. Do not make promises you can't keep. <laughs> All right, well, I'll leave you there thinking about all the vitamins and the minerals and the fats and the probiotics that need to focus on. But honestly, don't get overwhelmed with it. Some of them are pretty simple and some of them you can just change a little bit with your diet. But do reach out if you need some help. You know that you can find me on social media with the handles at SproutWrite or at Leanne Phillipson. You can always send me an email through SproutWrite.com or LeannePhillipson.com and I will answer, I promise. With that said, as always, I really just want you to remember to eat one mouthful at a time. Any information and details expressed during this podcast can be found at SproutWrite.com or LeannePhillipson.com. <laughs>